Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Take a look at the comments on Manchester City's changed badge on Twitter or Facebook this weekend and you'll get a peek into why the Rainbow Laces campaign is important. This is the Daily Mail's Adam Crafton speaking to the Sunday supplement on Sky Sports. I think it sets out to create the best possible environment for people to feel comfortable to be themselves. And I think it's succeeding at that to a certain extent. I think it's a good campaign. It's only for a couple of weeks a year. I think there are things that could be improved by football clubs, by people in football. I would like more players to talk about the issue. You know, if you look at the last two weeks, how many Premier League players have actually spoken confidently about this issue and said, because they will all know someone now, I would imagine, who is gay. Adam's not wrong. He was speaking generally, but looking at it from a City perspective, not one player in Pep Guardiola's side wore the rainbow laces. There's a fear of even discussing the issue. I feel amongst a lot of Premier League footballers, you don't have to be gay to talk about it. it all it takes is a, a leading star to say something like, you know, I have this friend from school who I'm still really close with, he's gay, we're still friends, it's great. It would make a difference to the wider perception of the public, just also to his dressing room. Tom Kearney of Fulham actually spoke really well about it this week. Um, I think Jonas Lursall of Huddersfield. I think those were the only two really that I've seen. It was the same last season. When we asked City why nobody wore the laces 12 months ago, we were told the players were given the freedom to choose. The club added that they support the campaign with the rainbow armband, as well as backing Manchester Pride with a visible presence on banners throughout the city centre. We tried to speak to City this season, but it's not been possible before recording. At this year's campaign launch, some questioned why it was needed in 2018. Here's 32-year-old Jamie, a City fan who's gay. Just seeing the likes of Fernandinho on Saturday, for example, wearing a rainbow on his captain's armband makes me feel more visible and valued as as a gay City fan. Also, seeing the campaigns on Twitter and on, on, on Facebook just makes makes you feel better, really. And this is 29-year-old Jack. He explains that being a gay City fan has meant he's had a range of experiences at matches. I guess I've kind of had two experiences, like the good and the bad. I've actually been to see City win in the Champions League away at Seville with a boyfriend of mine at the time. And, you know, we were just kind of holding hands and stuff and at the stadium and, you know, no one said anything, no one batted an eyelid or anything. But I've also kind of heard... Obviously, the F word kind of said at a referee for getting a call wrong against a City player by a City fan. And, you know, it does leave a bit of taste in your mouth. I kind of feel that until people see the F word as the same as the M word, I don't really think that anyone will know how offensive it actually is until they're on the same level. He thinks LGBT visibility is important. I really think that the Rainbow Laces campaign is great. And it will go to show that there are gay players out there who are just you know, wanting to actually play football and, you know, show support with other gay people in sport, I think they are still fearful of coming out because when you do see the replies on Facebook and Twitter, there are still people who don't agree with it, um, but that's in the minority. And luckily, I think the campaign is showing that, you know, the attitudes are changing in England and 
Hopefully, it will get better in the next couple of years. Men's football has no openly gay players in the top leagues, but there are other sports that do. This is 22-year-old Lewis Daly. He represents Team GB at water polo and is openly gay. Being a sport with rather large lad culture involved, similar to rugby, I was always worried about the coming out process. And I think if I'd known about the Rainbow Laces campaign maybe a little bit earlier, I would have felt a little bit more comfortable being myself and telling people um, at a younger age. Water polo being like a minority sport doesn't get very much TV or radio coverage. So having the Rainbow Laces really quite visible over Twitter, Facebook, all over the TV in the Premier League, it's absolutely fantastic to see and hopefully it'll encourage younger players or people that are currently hiding themselves to come out and feel comfortable in being who they are. Lewis explains how simple gestures can go a long way. The Rainbow Laces campaign has had an effect on me personally, so last year during the campaign all the lads wore rainbow laces around their neck, obviously because we don't wear any trainers when we're in the pool. It just made me feel very welcome and very, um, very accepted by my team and it was extremely heartwarming to see such a small act that goes such a, such a long way. While there are no out players, there is an official in the Pro League who's openly gay. Here's Ryan Atkin. All too often, we read or hear of homophobic chanting or abuse at sporting events across the country, but especially in football. We cannot afford to be complacent nor can we forget what generations before us have done for our community. Ryan says that it's important to help those who might be feeling alone or afraid. We cannot underestimate the power a visible rainbow flag or LGBT sportsperson can have on young people in this country or those countries where it is less accepted or still illegal. We should not be afraid of sport and sport should not be afraid of the LGBT community. Ahead of putting this feature together, the Blue Moon podcast spoke to several City fans who identify as LGBT but whose friends and family aren't aware, or have only recently taken their first steps towards coming out. Many express concerns about telling those who they go to the football with for fear of a negative reaction or being treated differently. One supporter who asked us to remain anonymous has recently come out as bisexual. I think you would struggle to find LGBTQ fan in England today who hasn't experienced some form of abuse on the terraces. It's hard enough to come out to people you know, but when you're in a crowd and there's people just shouting slurs that go unchallenged, uh, it really does cut deep. He's 23 and he says he's often heard homophobic comments in the stands. I mean, the fact is that so many of us have encountered that kind of abuse that it just shows that rainbow laces are needed to make a statement that acceptance, diversity are positive things in football and people just need some education. According to the latest stats from Kick It Out, reports of homophobic or transphobic abuse have risen in the last two seasons. Meanwhile, Stonewall says that more than half of people think anti-LGBT language should be challenged at sporting events, but only a quarter are willing to do it. Cass is 21 and a City fan who identifies as queer and non-binary. That means their gender identity isn't male or female. Football's unfortunately a tough environment for queer people, even in 2018. You only need to be in sort of South Stand for less than one half of football uh, to hear some kind of homophobic or transphobic slur being uh, hurled around. I mean, I love my club and all of our supporters, but there's a there's a vicious side to some of our supporters that needs to be stamped out. Cass has been going to City for several years and has heard a number of things said in the stands that have gone unchallenged. I hope the Rainbow Laces campaign can demonstrate to these you know these types of people that any abuse towards uh, LGBTQ plus people is you know utterly unacceptable. Um, when these people stand on terraces and hurl homophobic and transphobic abuse at players and officials, you know they don't know who stood around them. 
you know, they don't know how it feels to, to be transphobically or homophobically abused. I know both those feelings, and I can tell you it ain't great. And as Adam Crafton explained on the Sunday supplement, football has the power to change people's lives, but the sport can only do it if it really wants to. There needs to be education for both those managers and players, and I think it should be compulsory. We always talk about it as a great thing when players are religious, and, we, and that's, that's a good thing for them. But there is this uneasy truce between religion and homosexuality, for example, and a lot of players are religious, but that therefore would make it for more difficult for them to be comfortable with their sexuality if they were, for example, to be gay. So we have to understand that this goes beyond just football, it's all aspects of society that would have to come together for a player to feel comfortable enough. With that in mind, ask yourself the question, is football doing enough to make LGBT people feel comfortable and accepted? Each club wore a rainbow captain's armband over the last two matches. Corner flags were replaced with rainbow colours too, but by and large that was it, with only one or two exceptions. How much more powerful a statement would it be to have had 100 or 200 players change their laces this week, instead of doing the absolute bare minimum?